magic tricks. Magic, yeah. Moonwalking on water? No, I don't think so. Gotcha. The son of God? I No, that doesn't... Wait, do I think God impregnated a lady? <laughs> right, well, I know, and it's, it's, it's a weird story. It's like... And supposedly God didn't even do it. He, an angel came and did it. But angels supposedly don't have any, have any parts. They don't have any sexual organs. So, I don't know. It's like God well, you told me a great seed. S- story about angels. Uh, oh right, <laughs> the, the Lot's the Lot's wife. Yeah. The Sodom and Gomorrah I don't get story. Yeah, no. You know, so here's my theory on that. If yeah. God did impregnate Mary, and you know, God, he's been around for what billions of years. So to him, thirty-six time. years. It could feel like less than three months to him. Sure, sure. So my theory is, if God did impregnate Mary, and then Jesus got crucified on the cross there, my father, why have you forsaken me? Well, I this is I wanted to get an abortion. She, <laughs> she wouldn't do it because she's Catholic. So you know. that is such a good joke. Why have you forsaken me? Because you were a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to get an abortion. That's hilarious. That's very, it's good theory. It's very funny. And you're a hilarious comedian. Uh, so what are things that you, we, we know that you don't believe that you don't, you don't believe in Jesus. You know, he didn't, he was a silly little story. What, what are, what are things that you do believe in? I, I, I believe in higher power. Okay. I definitely believe in higher powers. Uh, you know, like gravity is a higher power. Uh, we don't uh, understand it. Right. And that's not a joke. Like, there's, but like, that's something that we've, uh, you know, we can like, we've uh, discovered. It's sure. Like gravity, we can like measure it and all that. But there's probably other powers we can't even measure. You know, all this fucking black energy or dark energy or sure. whatever that we don't even understand. And like, black holes. Black holes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the, you know, they're trying to accelerate particles into each other to like, because if they smash into each other at the right time, then they can create a, a universe like that. Like how our universe got started, they're trying to do Whoa. that kind of shit. So who the fuck knows? Ooh, yeah, I, there's right. There's t- totally higher powers out there that I, I, I think. Yeah, I guess like radiation would be a higher power. Yeah, exactly. Something that we kind of like know a little about, and we're like, hey, put it in X-rays, and we can see through our bodies and stuff. But yeah, I mean, superpowers. Right, that, that's magic. Like, wouldn't radiation be? It's like a higher power. That's a really great way to think about it. Is that the higher power? Higher powers exist all around us. Radio waves. That's pretty fucking weird. And right. Cool. It's a- what is the cloud? What does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. That's, a, you know, bats, bats, they can, they, they, they see by hearing, right? Right. Sonar. So that means that shit actually exists. Right. We're just not tapped into it. So, you know, who knows what other shit Yeah, and uh, you're right, bats and also um, dolphins. Oh, yeah, They have, dolphins. like, echolocation. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. shit clearly exists, but uh, there's a whole world of things. It's that, a higher power. Yeah. That makes sense. I know, and we're like, oh, there's... Wait, let's put a name to it. Let's call it God. Why don't we just call it radiation or whatever? <laughs> we <make laughs> yeah, names. Trying to think of other higher powers. Um, because, yeah, gravity is what? nine point. Everything falls 9.8 meters per second squared. That's because that's... Well, that's the when you're... Velo- or just when you drop something, that's what happens or whatever. 9.8 meters, 9. 8 meters per second squared. Well, that's I remember that from physics. I remember it. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about physics. Did I, you go to college? Yeah, you I did. went to college. I'm a substitute teacher um, right. part-time. And I was uh, so doing you got, a remedial you math course I was teaching. Yeah. And they were, like, finding slopes, you know, on, like, a graph. Sure, sure, sure. I, I forgot how to find a slope. Right, I with the like X an and idiot. the Y. Wow. I was asking, like, uh, one of those, the kids, like, one of these retarded, not retarded kids, just slower disabled kids. Uh, uh, so, how do you do this? Could you explain this to me? I felt like such an idiot. Isn't it, like, X squared plus Y squared? Uh, that's a, I think that's a triangle. That's oh, okay, like triangle. that's... This is just like that's a squared plus b squared equals c squared. That's oh, a triangle. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know, I still don't know. I remember that and one. I don't because you know what I was you right when I was it. a kid. When am I ever gonna need to learn this stuff? When, when am, am I, I ever, ever gonna need to know this stuff? Exactly. Never. Never. That's Why would you ever have to find the slope of a hill? You know, right. I, I walk up a bunch of hills. I never need to know the exact fucking measurement of it. Right. I guess unless you went into like. I don't know. You know when they stand on the corner with those weird little survey things and they stand there for a while and they do something? Like maybe they're measuring the Yeah, okay, so there's some jobs where you might right. need to do it, but, you know, at that point you're learning way higher math than just that. Sure. You know, What's the highest math you ever took? Um, I think I took calculus. Okay. And I, I was really good at math, actually, but calculus was just one of those... Vectors. That fucked me up, yeah. Vector, I, vector. Uh, Watch your vector, vector. Vectors, but vectors, yeah. that in calculus, vectors fucked me up. Because I was like... It's just a point in space, but it's like magic too. It's like, why do we even? Why do we need to know the speed of the, how fast the point is traveling in a direct? Like, ugh. So that's one of my beliefs. Is fuck math? No, fuck that's not, math. That's not true. You know, but you know, people like scientists and stuff. They use math to find out the true nature of our reality, and I think that's important. The true nature of our reality. Yeah, that's a really smart way to put it. Because we don't know. Do we know what's going on? No. <laughs> but, you know, people like Einstein figured some shit out, but, like theory of relativity, you know? Like. See, I think that it could be even more basic. You're drinking a cup of coffee. Who's the person that goes, I know what we're going to do. We're going to take this bean from inside a plant, and we're going to break it, and then we're going to roast it with heat, and then, and then we're going to get it all oily and weird and then we're going to grind it and then we're going to put hot water over it and we're going to drink it every we're gonna day. Snort it. <laughs> we're going to snort it. Well, that's the same process with cocaine too. Oh, because it starts with a plant. Right. Same thing. Like who goes, yeah, like grind a bunch this of is the leaf that does this and this is what, like what? How did they figure that out? How did they figure that Was out? Was there a guy just going sniffing every fucking plant like uh, grinding the leaves up and drinking it, snorting it? How did they know? How did they figure it? And it's like even like here in California, artichokes. Who decides, I'm going to go up to this weird prickly bush and I'm going to eat this part, but only, not the whole leaf, just like scrape off the, f- what the fuck? No, Who decides right. to, all of that I makes I guess they just like, didn't have shit back then, so like all you have is the plants, like yeah, you're going to eat all of them, I guess. Right. And then until, unless it gets sick and then you like write it down or tell some story, don't eat that one. Right. And then they... Who was the first person to trip on mushrooms? That's what I want to know. That's a good... Maybe Jesus. No. Oh. <laughs> I think that, like, some of those mushrooms and, like, peyote and those kinds of things, I feel like the aliens left them for us. Like, maybe they didn't exist where we are, or there was... Maybe there was... They brought them, or they knew about them, and then told people or something. There's And those aliens are just tripping balls all the time. Yeah. That's how they... You know, trans-dimensional space-time movement. Have you ever broken through on DMT? I'm sure that's I, okay, so I've done DMT, and I did not like it, and I will probably never do it again. 
but it was I talked to the aliens. They came. Yeah. They tried to take me. And I didn't want to go. And it got very scary. And people were filming me in the beginning. And then they stopped filming me because they said that they thought it would be... Damning isn't the word. It was... Anyways, they stopped filming because I was freaking out. But I remember my trip very vividly. I was sitting... At first, I'm sitting on the couch. And then I smoke this super, super to the dome. And then all of a sudden, I'm on a playground on one of those weird, like... You know, they're made of triangles. And they, they're, like, when you were little, they're... It's a dome, but it's... Oh, yeah. And it's made of, like, um, metal. And it's, like... I'm So I'm sitting on top of this dome... And the alien ship is there, and it's pulling the entire world into its, like, belly button, like, center of its, yeah. right? And it's pulling, and it's, like, it was, like, technicolor string, like, the world falling apart and going up into the into the spaceship. And they're sitting there, they're going, None, nothing you believe is real. Everything's a construct. Come with us. Come on the ship. I'm like, I'm not going on the motherfucking ship. <laughs> so I'm holding on to like oh, this. Oh, you going to go with the trip? I, I did not go. So I'm holding on to the metal thing. <laughs> and like my body is extended toward, like toward the air, like up toward. And it's sucking the world. The entire world is being sucked away by the spaceship. And they're like, come on. Come with us. Everything's cool. Nothing you believe is real, but it's totally cool. Come with us. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you I go with did it? not want to go because I thought I wasn't going to come back. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, like, this is it. They want to kill me. I'm dead. I'm totally not waking up from this. And then all of a sudden, I was just sitting on the couch. And I was like, what? Oh, everything's fine. It had been like 10 minutes. Yeah, I should have gone. Yeah. (laughs) And I I was like, oh. And I was right back in the room with everybody. And I was like, oh, hey, everything's good. And they were like, oh, Pam, you were crying. You were on the ground. I broke the top of the toilet. Like, I crawled (laughs) into the bathroom and I, like, ripped the top of the toilet off the seat and broke it. I broke a fan. Like, I was, like... You were trying to hold on. I was trying to hold on. (laughs) So I don't believe in DMT. I did not like it. What is your... You've enjoyed it very much? Um, Well, yeah. So, like, I think what you're talking about is you go into a different dimension, right? Yeah. And, like, so my whole thing is, is that dimension there all the time, or is it just in my head? I think it's there all the time. I'm just not tapping into it. Right. You know, so so I I smoked deep. So this was the one time I broke through. I was in a... Like Dolores Park, yeah, and just this group of hippies. Am I not talking in the no, mic? You're good, right? you're good, yeah. And then uh, that's better than when you're there. Okay, that's and then uh, this uh, group of hippies uh, had some, and I I bought I bought it. You know, I paid the sure. money for it, and um, they they smoked it. They helped me smoke it. You know, they guided me through it. Right. And then um, I'm like, just you know, fractals. The yeah. trees look like it's paper mache and all that. And then. The girl who um, sold it to me goes, now reach into your pocket, pull out your wallet. And I was doing all that. She says, I now give me the rest of your money. And, you know, at this point, I'm getting all the information in the world. Like, money isn't, like, it's like, you know, you don't even think, like, money isn't, like, a a big deal. So, as I'm about to do that, and, like, I I see her, I look in her eyes, and then I just sense, like, oh, she's trying to deceive me right now. Right. So... Uh, then I just put my wallet back in my pocket and I just kind of like backed away and like kind of got out of the park there. But um, yeah, it was I, I was uh, getting all this telepathic information and stuff like that. But Ooh. now I can't. I don't know. Did, I don't remember you, it. Do you feel like it was alien? Like for me, I I specifically thought it was aliens. Like I was like the aliens are talking to me. 
they are real. I, I didn't see any actual aliens. I just felt like I was, like, tapping into a different dimension. Yeah. Um, the paper mache dimension. But, yeah. Uh, uh, there was a dog there. And, like, I could... Like the dog was looking at me all confused. Like, like I feel like the dog knew. But, you know, was, uh, I would do it in the right... I, I hear you got to do it by water. Oh. Because then the DMT molecules with the water molecules or something, the, the water spirits and the DMT spirits, huh. are, they, like, go together well. Right on. The, the water spirits and the DMT spirits. Yeah, I know that sounds like hippie no, no, shit. No, no, no. It's all good. Yeah. We love, we love hippie shit. Hey, everybody, you should... Uh, Jeremy, uh, Heterotopia just stopped in. You guys listen to that show. That's every Monday from 4 to 6, Heterotopia. Check it out. World news. Awesome stuff. Always, always a great time. Oh, All yeah. right. Uh, we are back. We're here with Keith D. on Some Call Me Tim uh, talking about DMT. We believes in other dimensions. The other dimension is there all the time. We just don't tap into it. I, I think that's I think it. so, too. I mean, I really don't know, but I feel like it is because, you know, that shit... It, it's real to, to a lot of, like bats like my, my whole point with yeah. bats I come back to it it's like they are just seeing by sound sure so that means that's actually there right so well and there's that superhero character who is blind who sees with sound oh yeah daredevil daredevil, daredevil yeah, yeah, yeah yeah except then they put Ben Affleck in it and I was like oh I liked it until Ben Affleck the TV series is actually pretty good the second oh. season you uh you don't seem you don't strike me as the kind of guy who watches a lot of TV I, you know, I never watched or read all that those comic books, never did that, but um, yeah. I recently got into the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah. Uh. But, yeah, besides that, the only TV I'll watch is, like, comedies. Okay. So do you, you watch professional comedians? Um, do you watch, like, their specials or anything like that? Uh, some of them I watch. I don't watch every special that comes out because there's so many of them. Yeah. But yeah. if I'm, like, already a fan, I'll watch their new special, but uh, I... I'll just watch, like, you know, the TV comedies or, like, the comedy sure. movies and stuff like that. Right. Um, that's one thing I really believe in is uh, comedy. Comedy? You, know, you believe in comedy? You think it's important? I think it's important. I think that's what I got. I just have to get laughs. Like, I try to get laughs whenever I can. And also my philosophy, even before I was a comic, my philosophy was, fuck them if they can't take a joke. You know? Right. And you weed people out of your life like that. And I, I think... You don't need to be... Not everyone's going to like me, and most people don't like me. But, uh, <laughs> you know... But they got to laugh. Yeah, be, be able to laugh at it. That's probably Sweet Gail calling. Oh, not gonna yeah, take it. No? You want to take... You want to talk to yeah, Sweet Gail? Yeah, all right. Sweet Gail. I haven't yeah, talked to her in a while. Oh, the headphones? Oh, no, it's Martin It's not Sweet Gail. Sweet Gail's oh, thing says private. That says Martin Roofing. I, we don't Martin need a roofing. Let's, let's fuck with them. Come on, let's fuck with them. Unless you actually need a roofer. No, but how are we... Uh, they, oh, okay. You won't be able... It'll be weird. You won't be able... Okay, they're okay, not, okay. They, they went away. Good. Thank okay. God. <laughs> well, my favorite thing... This is another thing I believe in. Like, uh, when creditors call me, I oh, will God. just fuck with them. And, and now, um, I think... You have credit card debt? You have debt? Uh, yeah, I, I have debt, but they, they won't call me anymore because I've just wasted so much of their time. And, you know, after seven years... It just resets, right? Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. but what you have to do is when they call you, you can't admit it's you. When they're like, hi, is this Pam Benjamin? You can't say it's, it's you. You don't so have to I, say it's not me. I couldn't answer the phone. This is Pam. That's how I always answer the phone. Right. You also have to change your uh, voicemail message. Wow. But uh, that's the thing I didn't know because my I, I would live to fuck with these people. They call me. And the only way you can really keep them on the phone is if you admit it's you. You know? Right, because otherwise they want it. Otherwise they'll try to hang up and stuff. But like I, I knew exactly. 
so, so I, I... Who did you learn this trick from? Did you read well, it in a book? I, no, I just figured it out after they kept calling me. And basically, look, I, a credit score is an imaginary fucking number, all right? It's not a real physical thing. It's an imaginary fucking number. I don't believe in credit scores. So you're not going to threaten me. They, they threaten me, oh, right. we'll fucking ruin your credit score. Go for it. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know? And I just fuck I'd be like, how do you people sleep at night? Try, your, your whole job is to get money from poor people. You fucking, for yeah. fucking rich corporations. You, you, you know, just... Going off. Yeah. Because I love that. A confrontation where there's no risk of physical right. uh, altercation and they totally deserve it. Their, their job. I, I don't give a their fuck. I have to feed my family. Well, how about you do something that actually helps society instead of stealing money from four poor people? Yeah. Fucking douchebag. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Because that's the thing. If you have a credit card, that means you don't have the cash to pay for something, which means you're poor. But it's not all. Cre- I never had a credit card in my life, and I probably never will because my credit score is so low. But, uh. Well, they'll give you a credit card. They just give you like a 18 or 19% interest rate monthly uh, combinant. So when you have a low credit score, you can get lower, lower interest because they know you'll pay it back. But. Otherwise, they keep you at a really high interest rate so that you'll pay it off every month, and they try to scare you, but then it just keeps racking and racking and racking and racking. And that's when you say, fuck you, and then don't talk to them for seven years. (laughs) But but my stuff wasn't even credit card debt. It was like, um, it was, uh, there was a hospital thing. Oh, that should be forgiven. That's not fair. I I think, I I think hospital debt can't fuck with your credit score, but the creditors would still call me for the hospital debt. Sure, of course. And then it was shit for, like, unpaid, uh, y- y- you know, um, like, yeah, trains or whatever, unpaid tolls and stuff. Oh. Yeah. They but, come uh, after you for that? Yeah, well, that uh, I, that's when I, because I looked at my actual credit report and um, most of it was stemmed from those kind of things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was never like I fucked over somebody real. I never, like, didn't pay my landlord or something like right, that. Right, 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 right. No, it was like all this other shit that, um, basically fucking over the government, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, unpaid parking tickets. Well, right, unpaid parking tickets. Who, I don't fucking pay for a train, you know? Why? Why? The fucking train's late most of the time. I'm gonna pay for that. <laughs> yeah, you taught me the trick about uh, when you're coming from Oakland, you can go down. You you take the elevator down to Muni and then just oh, go yeah. up and out. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stations. Great. The Balboa station is one of them for for that's for Bart, right? Right. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You can get out of paying for because yeah. you don't even have to go through the turnstiles because you just go down yeah, to just Muni take the elevator. and then you go out and they, they not all the stations are like not all the stations like that no and sometimes the elevator doesn't work yeah that happens all the time but Muni know. if you're out there and listening oh you can also follow me on Instagram at RealKeith30 I got a lot of videos of me fucking with these Muni cops oh because yeah because they have no power they have no authority when you, but uh, are they trying to give you a ticket and you yeah. give them a fake yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't have an ID. <laughs> I, don't give, I, I, I go, <laughs> they go, uh, one of these videos, you can see it on Instagram at RealKeyDirty. Um, they go, let me see your ticket, please. And I'm filming this while they're doing it. I'm like, oh, my ticket? He goes, yes. I go, <laughs> I got your ticket right here. <laughs> and I just give him the middle finger. I flip him off. <laughs> and then I go back to his face. It's fucking great. At Real Key Dirty, that's like my proudest that's thing. That's awesome. I have like multiple videos of it. But did they, um, they didn't give you a ticket? You were, you were like, fuck you. They have no power. They, they can't physically restrain you. So basically, if you want to stick around and fuck with them, because like I said, I love con- con- confrontations 
the people with there's no physical um, uh, chance of physical. I guess in yeah. that case there is a chance of, but they're not going to risk their job no, just because I'm pissing them off so much. And, uh, but when they try to write you a ticket, what do you do? Rip it up and say fuck you? Well, you if you don't want to fuck with them, you can just walk away. Just walk. No, let me see your ID. Don't have one. Uh, well, what's your name? You can just walk away. But if you do want to fuck with them, and this was my last. Oh man, I'm so fucking bummed about this. Uh, she, I, I just wanted to get this ticket, you know. So, uh, let me see your ID. I don't have one. All right, what's your name? All right, first name Gof, G O P H. She writes that down. Last name Uckerself, U C K E R S E L F. <laughs> she actually writes that down. <laughs> this is so stupid. She wrote down my name was Go, Go Fuck Herself. herself. <laughs> I, I just wanted that ticket so bad. So after she wrote that, I was like, oh, it's my dream. So I'm just like trying to rush the process. I'm like, all right, all right, give me the ticket now. She's like, don't, don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to help you do your job better, all right? And then she's like, oh, what's your address? And I got too cocky, Pam. I got oh. too cocky. And I go, oh, my address, 123 Fake Street. And at that point, she she stopped writing it and oh, she wouldn't give me the ticket. Fuck. I know, I know. I, I should have just, I should have been more clever. I should have been like 69420 Fugazi Lane or something sure. like that. Yeah. You know? Fuck, but uh, I'm going to one day get a, a ticket that says go fuck yourself. That's really Because <laughs> really I put them on my fridge. I have one of these oh, uni tickets on my fridge. It goes, fridge. patron was disruly. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I'll re- but it, the real cops, they never follow up with. It no, they have real shit to do. The, the, their whole thing is, <laughs> well, I'm calling the real cops. It's like, all right, go for it. I'll be fucking gone before they get here. Right. So well, that's why you, you don't spend 20, 30 minutes fucking with them because then there's a chance the real cops won't show up. You, you spend a good 5, 10 minutes fucking with them. When you, you get your kicks and the real cops aren't going to show up in that time. That's amazing. Uh, Zach Wiseman's done the same thing where he doesn't pay and they're trying to give him a ticket and he usually gives them the name uh, Jackson McBrayer. <laughs> <laughs> or he gives them... Like, I just think it's funny. Uh, yeah. I, I've never got in the ticket because I always pay my fare anyways. Oh, like a sucker. Like, but I, <laughs> but I have a, I have a lifeline because I'm yeah, poor, yeah. so it's only like 38 bucks a month now. And oh, you still pay it though? Of course, because you have to get the sticker. It's um, like that, and you get your little tiny sticker. Yeah. I see. I'm unlike you. I believe in uni. I love it. I moved to the city because of public transit. No, I do believe in uni. I love it too. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to pay for it. That's, I mean, and it should. I mean, it's another poor tax. Yeah. It should be free. Like all the rich people can take their Ubers. We're on the motherfucking bus. The bus should be fucking free. Yeah, the, the, yeah. those rich people should be paying. Look, I'm fucking helping the environment by taking it, right? Absolutely. So it's in everybody's vested interest that I take it. Absolutely. So. Uh, I 100% agree. Yeah. It's just... I just I and but you drive too. You're an amazing human being. <laughs> you can, you're able to be responsible enough to have a car in San Francisco. That yeah, is a I know. That's huge accomplishment. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. yeah. Get that many tickets? <laughs> Do you pay those tickets? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, you, I pay you have my, to, otherwise yeah, they take they, away your. Otherwise, they they'll tow your car. I'm not, I'm not fucking yeah, with that. No, get, you gotta get know what you need to pay. You can't just right. fuck off on every payment. Fuck on, yeah, yeah, you gotta pay some shit. You gotta show up to court. Remember that, kids. Show up to your court date. Otherwise, you're just you, you have a warrant for your arrest on some but, dumb shit. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. You believe in going, you. 
pay attention to the law in certain circumstances, but then the ones that are bullshit, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I guess go I'm, to your court date. Like, I, I guess don't I'm just getting out. older, you know. Go to your court dates. <laughs> yeah. Do your community service hours. Do your community service hours. Get it done. <laughs> well, and that's why there was a warrant. I still can't go to Santa Maria County because that's where I got my DUI, and I turned in. I had... I did my 50, I had 50 hours of community service and I did it with Planned Parenthood and I, I gave away dental dams during the gay, gay pride thing. So I did like 50 hours and two weekends or something. And it was really fun because I was, yeah. I, I was at gay pride in San Diego and I was like, dental dams from Planned Parenthood. Eat it up ladies. Let's go. We got great flavor. We got, and I was like giving away dental dams. It was so fun. Um, and so they were supposed to write off my 50 hours and they never turned it in but it's the onus is on the person to check it up so I like never like checked on it and then I tried to go visit a friend in jail and they were like oh no you don't pass the screening process you have a warrant out for your arrest holy shit I mean it's not I just never go to Santa Maria it's it's not that big of a deal yeah that sucks though I mean whatever those irresponsible <laughs> gays. <laughs> right. No, it was just plain fear. That's no. something I believe in. Gay people are... No, I'm just kidding. I love the gays. Of course, yeah. yeah. What, what other... Do, other? Are the gays actually using the, the dental dams? Because I don't think straight people do the li- the. I mean, I, I think they're great for oral sex because I don't... Like, you, I get real you put nervous. It in your mouth? You put it on your vagina so that oh, you right. can lick... Or buttholes. It's so that oh. you can do... It's so that you can have the feeling of your butthole being licked without actually having people maybe get you know pink eye well that's when you have poop in your eyes pink eye but yeah like pink mouth pink tongue pink, yeah or i mean i guess you could get you could probably get like hepatitis something from isn't there's got to be some hep c i think you get from fecal oral if but that they have to have hep c right exactly it. Well, just don't yeah. eat ass of somebody who has hep C. Right, like, or use a dental dam because then it's no big deal. Yeah, okay, yeah. But it's the same thing if you're going down on a lady that maybe you don't know or and you just, or whatever, you break you out the dental, the dental dam. <laughs> right, and so you can oh, I've never work. To do that. It's like a, It's like a big flat condom. But they use them, they actually use them in dentistry. So like if you have, say, a herpes on your face and they want to keep your face clandestine or whatever, they use these. They stretch it over your face and they go in and work and it like leaves, they can put it over a tooth like so that all they're working on is that tooth and it's got like surrounded by all this plasticky stuff. Wow. That's why it's a dental dam. Dental, it's, yeah, it's, it's for dentists. Yeah, I, but yeah. it's a great use for oral sex. If you're if you're squeamish about getting herpes on your Patrice, Patrice O'Neill, the late great Patrice yeah. O'Neill has a great joke about dental dams. Just, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather get herpes than insult my way out of some pussy. Like, <laughs> the, oh, yeah, well, what's that? Oh, it's just in case that your pussy's poisonous. <laughs> like, you're not going to do that. I butchered the joke. But, you know, no, but it's still the concept. On is. the elephant in the room special, if anybody wants to check that out. I don't know why yes. I'm promoting comedians who are so much more popular than who are, are Who are sadly no longer with and us. Dead, but, yeah, and dead. Know, I, just, I think his family gets some of that money. So. Well, that's good. Are you gonna? Are you? Do you believe that you're gonna be famous someday? Is that the goal? Is the goal to be to have my goal keep is d- dirty a, special? Yeah, my goal is to be a national headliner. Yeah, I want to do that. But like traveling, like the shitty kind, like because, yeah. like just around, like you do the Midwest, and you've got you're the headliner, and you got two opening people. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, yeah, you got a ten minute, you got a twenty minute, and then you do fifty, and that's the show. Yeah, that's my dream. You, you know. As long as I'm doing that, even if they're B and C clubs, even if they're in like 
Wyoming and shit, the triple runs from a national headliner, and that's how I'm making my money. That's yeah, that's that's my dream. And you and you did that this summer with Bory. Does is yeah, that? Yeah, I was featuring. Money? I was featuring for David Bory. Right. Yeah. So you were doing like 15, 20 minutes every every I, I, night. I was doing between twenty and thirty minutes. Wow. Yeah. Like, Except that in Toledo, Ohio, they cut my time by ten minutes a what? second night. What up? They didn't like you. Uh, the first. Well, we did four shows there. You know. Uh, Friday, Saturday, two shows a night, and the Friday, they, both shows just they hated me. I I can't even explain but it. But it doesn't it was, matter. You're not the head. You weren't the headliner. They were no, no, no. Support, and, yeah. You know, they they went home happy because yeah, yeah, David yeah. killed it, and yeah. you know, just also <laughs> if your feature bombs that hard, you just make fun of them, and then they're all, already on your side. You right, know, and so. you don't want your feature to be too good either, because then what if they remember the feature and not the headliner? That's no good. Yeah. Well. um... I, I, I think that's the mark of a weak comic who's somebody who doesn't want their feature to be too good. Uh, like, the, the really great comics will try to have, like, that, really great features. Sure, sure. And, um, <laughs> and I don't think David picked me because I'm a weak feature. I think, you know, uh, we're good friends. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He knows that I, I do a good stuff. So, yeah, you know, the other show, I'm, I'm just talking about this one, uh, Toledo, Ohio, well, four shows in Toledo, just because nobody wants to hear about the time you killed in, like, Syracuse. Right, you know right, I mean? right. Peoria. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> I about murdered it. in Peoria. <laughs> they want to hear about how you just ate shit. That's, how, that's right. what's yeah, interesting to people. But uh, what what was it that you ate shit about? They didn't like they didn't I, like I your abortion jokes. I'm not gonna keep it. I love that joke. <laughs> yeah, I love no, it when you close with I, it too. And then the give it up for whatever you choose is fucking brilliant. Give it up for the troops, no matter well, what. Well, that was the only it. time they clapped during my entire set was because I had to because it's the troops. <laughs> it's the troops. You force them into it. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, I I even asked because you know this one guy was yelling you. You're not funny. You suck. Get off the stage. I'm like, what? At what point did I lose you? He goes, from the beginning. <laughs> like, I was like, well, uh, they just didn't like me. I guess you know, at that point in the tour, it was like probably halfway through the tour, I was coming on stage with my prescription sunglasses on, right, right, a glass of wine and then a shot of uh, whiskey or bourbon. Yeah. So I had all these kind of props. I was kind of prop heavy in my act a little bit. So maybe that it's just a weird thing, you know. You, you see some brown dude with sunglasses and yeah. two drink like. Uh, it's just a, a wine and a whiskey, you know? It's just like, I, maybe it just, like, puts the audience on. Those kind of audiences and those fucking places like Toledo. <laughs> at the, you know, the Toledo Funny Bone, great club. I'm not trashing it. But those fucking audience members who show up. It's not even in Toledo. It's in uh, a, a suburb just outside of Toledo. Uh, what, what's it called? I don't fucking remember, but it's like... Uh, so you, anyway, those, you don't those believe in Ohio. They want to see a brown comic come up and be like... Well, uh, you, you know, my uh, foreign parent sounds like this kind of a joke. You oh, know what right, I mean? right, right. And then you do the stupid Indian accent. Yeah, they, they yeah, want to yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, see you do like your race material. And I don't, right, that's right, not, right, I don't right. have jokes well, like you're that. Ambiguous, you're ambiguously brown. You're not right. that brown. Well, no, but they, 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 some of them might want to see me do Mexican material, which sure, I'm not Mexican. Sure. Well, but you wear the poncho, so <laughs> it makes you wearing it on stage. I'm wearing the poncho because I'm a hippie, not a Mexican. <laughs> but you could be you could be Mexican. You could be Casinas Indian or even Puerto Rican, Filipino. You could definitely go Filipino. No, I've had a Filipino lady at my Walgreens think I was Filipino, and I've been going there for like years. Yeah. So... But yeah. Anyway, my yeah because You're then the host. Yeah. So then the host of the show, uh, after my set, he's like trying to clean up after because everybody hates oh, me, so he's like yeah. trying to clean up. 
And then uh, he goes, oh, anybody want to guess what race he is? And then, like, you know, so he would do that. So, but then the last show, the, the fourth show. So then the second night, I just get the light early. And I know it's early because I know at what point in my right. set I'm at. And nobody told me. Nobody told me they were cutting my time. I just saw the light early. And then I asked them, like, oh, yeah, nobody told you yet. The, the, ma- the manager decided to I'll give more time, time to the host. Oh. <laughs> so then I, I, I sabotaged the host my last set. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I threw do, him under I, the bus. I, I steal his joke about me. I go, so uh, anybody want to guess what race I am? <laughs> and well, like, well, he was out in the bar, you know, yeah. so he didn't hear me say that. Oh my God, so he came up and did the so same then thing. He comes up and does <laughs> the That's same so thing. Funny. <laughs> and they're so like, that was you. Good. Yeah, I love that in a, sh- in a show or in a. It only happens at open mics, really, but when someone does the crowd work and they've already asked the person the same question, yeah, yeah. but the someone's just not paying attention and right. they ask that person again the same fucking question it's like well we were all here paying attention and clearly you weren't it, it totally it fucked his it yeah. totally fucked his transition so, setup. but yeah, fuck that guy ha <laughs> fuck that guy he believed in. but you I mean you're not a malicious person are, are there any like do you have any like like maleficent or like bad behaviors that you're just like Oh, I yeah. relish. I relish in this. Of course, evilness. I'm a blackout drunk. <laughs> oh, there we go. I've okay. done so many terrible things. Said no, I, don't, I haven't done. Th- I just said a lot of terrible things that I'm like, ah, I wish I hadn't said that. On stage or in real life? Both. Both. How often? I mean, I black. I'm a. I'm a blackout drunk too. But but the diff- the thing I'm lucky though in that when I black when I black out and when I'm I'm still alive, like I talk to people. I don't remember it, but yeah. I don't remember but I was awake and I was around people say that I'm just really happy and smiley and instead of talking a lot I just get really quiet and I just sit there and smile and I'll I'll either like (laughs) sort of rock a little bit in either a standing way or a sitting way but I'm very nice that's a good way to black out yeah well, sometimes, like, you know, I'm, I'm happy and funny and stuff, but I, 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 so I'm trying to work a bit out like this. Uh, my blackout stuff is like a, like a vigilante kind of, <laughs> where it'll just like right wrongs my sober self isn't even aware of exists, you know? Right, absolutely. <laughs> it's like your, your, uh, your blackout self goes to the alternate dimension that exists and t- takes care of business. Right. And then comes back. Like, I'll give you an example of a recent thing that I'm ashamed of. Uh, I'm not, I won't tell it use any names because I don't know if she wants a business put out like that but uh, anyway um, uh, I do a show in Oakland um, and then uh, there's a comic who's like talking very loudly during my set yeah and I kind of you know call her out for it on stage whatever and my set never even think about it after that right? sure N- literally never think about it again and then about a month later <laughs> I'm back in Oakland doing a show and um, the show starts all late, and we're getting free drinks. And I just get blackout drunk before the show even starts. I don't even remember my set. Wow. The yeah, only way I even know sometimes. about the story because I message the host like, "Hey, open and fuck anything up." And he goes, "Well, you were." Uh... So I guess that that comic was on that show too. And then <laughs> I decided I'm gonna get even by like yelling at her during her set and like just being a like a heckler, but just like. I think I, I called her a cunt or something. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, just terrible. Like, that kind of shit, I'm just like, yeah, that's... that's uh. Sure. Well, during a show, I mean, if you're an audience member, and whatever. I've yelled... I. Well, I, then I had to follow her. Then I was up next. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's very so, good. You 
sabotage yourself. Uh, yeah, I guess so, because then the audience already hates me at that, that point. It was Keith D. <laughs> Keith Dirty and Keith Dirty. It was like yourself. That's a, the, writing wrongs to yourself. Right. <laughs> but like, literally, like, like when I heard that, I instantly know, oh, it was because of that incident from right, there. But like, right. I, I, I never... <laughs> so... I, I, it happens to me a lot that I don't. I'll have sets I don't remember, but usually just at open mics. If if I'm really booked for a show, I don't usually get too tanked until after. So, yeah. but if I if it's an open mic and I don't give a fuck, I mean, especially when Brainwash was open, they gave me so much free beer. I was drinking like, when I'm on my second, when I myself am starting my second pitcher, yeah. and I know that I'm gonna get through it at the end of the night. If I don't perform before that first pitcher is done. I'm fucked. Like, there's nothing... I'm not going to remember... It's like, what's even the point of going up? It's like, did I did I tell jokes? And I would, I would like, wake up in the morning and feel shitty. be like, Jonathan, did I tell jokes last night? Oh, that's the worst. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, he's always way too kind. Because I'm like, when I'm that wasted, I get slur... I slur. I just sound dumb. Like, I can't... Re- I don't even know. I've heard myself, like, when I've been that drunk, and I'm just like... I try to I try to do jokes and they meander. Yeah, yeah. You go you go back into it and then you go like I don't know. It's so bad. Like sometimes I'm, I just like yell at people in the audience. Like if I'm blacked out, I that's why I'm not gonna go back to Texas for a long time. Not just sure. because I got arrested at my friend's wedding last time I was in Texas <laughs> and had to do a bunch of fucking community service and. Uh, AA meetings. The community service was great. I did it here the at community, community service Radio. was amazing. You helped us out so much. <laughs> Seriously, it was great. Thanks. Thanks you for were, letting me do And you that being too. on Joke Workshop was one of the best joke workshops. <laughs> and then I, I had another ge- a guest, Eric Escobar, out of LA, and he was amazing too. He took nice. notes. He took it seriously like you did. Nice. And it changes. For pe- People are like, whoa. And having just another perspective that isn't one of the usual people is huge. So you were like... Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was fun. I, giving back I to your able to give back to, to your fellow comedians because I was court ordered to, but you know, it still yeah. feels good. But um, anyway, what was my point? You were oh, saying you're not going to go back to Texas. Texas because um, also the day before the wedding, I got that was I got like off the plane. It was like a 10 p.m. show at the Velveeta Room, which is like a nice like small comedy club there, and um, I had like a 10 p.m. set. But you know, I was just drinking on the plane, drinking yeah, 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 yeah. there, and then. Uh, blacked out don't remember that set <laughs> but uh, oh. I asked my friend who was there he was like yeah you were just kind of yelling <laughs> the audience <laughs> and then I messaged the booker like hey man sorry if uh, I fucked up that show <laughs> and then he just didn't get back to me <laughs> so wow. I was like alright well I'm not going back to Texas for a little while <laughs> yeah but <laughs> you know, like, was it was it in Austin no, yeah it was okay, in Austin, Austin. yeah uh, they have, I guess they have a pretty cool comedy scene out there. They do. Yeah. That's unfortunate because I go there like every year or every other year. I'm gonna, Just I'm take don't a break. go back to Texas. Well, and you do, you believe in Sobertober. You do that every Sober year. October, Sober yeah, October, yeah. I couldn't do it this last October, but um, I had too much like drinking things I had to be drinking for right. in this last October. But yeah, I try to do that every, every year. Just take a month off of drinking. I was trying to apply uh, marijuana smoking to it. Yeah, marijuana's the best. I, I, I could never stop smoking marijuana. I know. I, that's yeah. the thing. People say, oh, weed is an addictive. Yeah, it is. Try not smoking. Yeah. Try, try not smoking for a day. Like, I, why would I want to? The life would be so boring and pale, just well, lackluster. So my, my thing is I just want a different perspective sure. at this point because, like, I've, you know, since I was, what, 17, been smoking weed pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless there were periods where I had to be clean for drug tests or whatever. Sure. But, 
yeah, and uh, so you know, it's just like I kind of want to experiment with sobriety at this point. That's after really thirteen good. years, as you know, when it, thirteen years of being sober, my first thirteen years, I was like, well, I want to experiment with drugs now. Sure. Now I'm like, I kind of want to experiment, just see how my thinking is, you know. But well, it's so boring. I, it is so boring. See, now that's the thing is, I I stopped drinking for a little bit um, because I thought, oh, my life choices are getting to the point where I need to start making different choices but then I realized sober I make stupid choices too like it does it makes no difference it doesn't matter if I'm drunk or sober I still make really poor life decisions how do you feel it affects your comedy when you're sober um so I don't think I ever do it completely sober um I usually have at least one beer I try not to have more than three beers if I'm going to perform. If I have one to three, it's the sweet spot. It's the same thing like playing pool, right? If I yeah. have one to three beers, I can play pool. Totally. But if I have more than three, I, I can't even see the... I don't even know what game we're playing. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's the same thing with comedy. Like, I'm never... Like, I've been blackout on stage. And now... And I know that's detrimental. But if I have one to three beers, sometimes I'm better because I'm a little looser. You're, yeah, you're into your material more. Yeah, and I'm and I'm feeling more with the audience. Like exactly. I'm, I'm vibing more with them, and I'm thinking about them. And I already like know, like I feel comfortable enough in my material that I can be engaged with the audience. So I think that's the difference. When I'm completely sober, I think I'm a little bit more like tight-fisted, but it's more like tap dancing, performing. Do you know what I mean? It's more like I'm doing a script, and you can tell. It's like these are my and, and my jokes are a script and I say them the same way and I they're written in a specific way a lot of them and that's just the way they're performed. Yeah. But the difference is when you can like George Carlin it and make it seem fresh even though you've said it you've said that script a thousand times totally. but you still make it fresh. That's so al- that's where alcohol helps. That's where alcohol helps because it it's like I know the script but it's still like what's gonna happen? Do I like yeah. I'm? It's almost like I'm thinking as fast as it would be if it was natural for me to say those things I don't know it's an acting trick I guess yeah no I, I that's this is one I'm struggling with because like when I do sober October like by the end of it or like the, even the middle of it I, I've noticed my like sets getting like like uh, real tighter you know yeah. what I mean just like uh, and I, I'm just a little bit sharper my like responses to audience uh, is a little bit tighter but then I have really great sets if I'm that, like you were talking about, that perfect level of drunkenness where you're into your material and yeah, you, old jokes are still funny to you. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's why this is a, this, a cab. <laughs> why are you driving a cab? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's more, be- yeah. any drinking joke is more believable. <gasps> yeah. I, I want to do a show. Uh, it's called. Carlos Mencio's Jokey where people <laughs> oh, yeah. people in the audience can actually do sets like from they can Dane Cook or fucking Bill Cosby or whatever. Yeah. But the comedians that are booked, you write out your set for someone else. Oh. So then you'd switch material and read their. Basically, you just have to write out all your jokes, right. and they just read them. And we'd gi- I'd give people a couple days ahead of time, so if they wanted to practice it, they could. There are some people who I wouldn't even need to read their script. I could just do their. Right, I yeah, I feel the same way. I know a lot of people's jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen them so many times. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even seen Holmgren in forever, and I can still do his cat I, eating the face joke. I, I feel like I could do a ten-minute Holmgren set. See, yeah. that would be a good switch. I think I could do a Luke Lockfeld set. Too. I could do a Luke Lockfeld set. The, the, the way they're zzz, <laughs> zzz, rubbing their hands together. Yeah. 
I wanted to do a set for Tony Sparks' birthday or something where I did one joke from all the comedians I knew just from memory. So my set was like an homage to everybody, but I never like, oh. did it. I should have. That would have been cool. Whatever. It would have been a lot of work, too, though. I know. It would have been a lot of work. I got to do a roast show. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, after roast Samantha Gilwade, who I like, you know, we've uh, Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be hard. Like, because we don't really like make fun of kids. Doesn't she have a, yeah, she she have a kid? Yeah, yeah. Make fun of her being fun of a mom. Like bad yeah. Mom jokes. Well, well, I mean, and, and you can even make fun of her in a in a fun and a sexy way. Like, talk about she's you're making fun of her because she's like too hot to be a mom or too hot to be a comedian or something. Be like, <laughs> so, like it's like you're making fun of them, but you're making fun of them in but a way in that's also climate. That sounds so sexist. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's what's funny about it too. Like, look at you, <laughs> feminist, talking about dicks in your mouth <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. You could. It's a roast. Yeah, so you get to be I like, know, you get to be mean and nice at the same time. I mean, I even the concept of being roasted. I don't. Who chooses? Like, who chooses to be roasted? Like, I wouldn't even. I can't even think of like. I don't know. It's funny. I mean, I think you being roasted would be hilarious. Well, she has to roast me. So oh, that's, that's uh, I see. So it's like a show like that where right everybody and there's like a drunk and stone theme to it. So Ooh. I have to be drunk roasting, which actually Ooh. might help. Yeah, absolutely. And she has to be stone roasting. So I guess at some point I'm also got to roast stoners. Wow. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand roast battles very well. I don't. But yeah, I got to be me. Like what uh, so? What else do you believe in besides comedy? Make somebody laugh every day. Uh, well, yeah, no, if Jesus. I can, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> especially not a muni cop. They never laugh. They never laugh. <laughs> Flip them off. Yeah, fuck the muni cops. <laughs> they have no authority. That's something I strongly believe in. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, in terms of, uh, hmm, I, I feel like free time is more important than money. Ooh. That's something I'm a big believer in. A lot of people choose money over free time. I'd rather have more free time because I'm. So here's the thing: I'm good at entertaining myself. I think I believe people should get good at entertaining themselves. Yeah. Because you know, so where where it doesn't take money, you know, to like keep yourself entertained. So sure. like, you don't necessarily have to have cable TV right. or uh, go to a movie or something. Maybe you have a guitar or something, and you you play that, or you have some kind of thing where. You can create the entertainment. Sure. You know, and uh, some uh, strong believer in that. But wait, what? Yeah, we want to. You want to. We want to. We want to. But you have a free time. Free time yeah, is more right, important right. than so, money. So then, if you can entertain yourself, what do you? You can just uh, entertain yourself in all the free time you have. You don't need a bunch of money to right. like be spending on shit that, to entertain you. you well, right. Why else do people work? After you cover your food and your housing, right. it's all just for entertainment. Right. So if you can cut that down by entertaining yourself, yeah. then you don't need to work as much. I use I use food as entertainment. I yeah. mean, so it's like, ooh, I'm eating something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I sandwiches are the best. Where's your go-to food stamp place? It is uh, Gus's on here on 17th and Harrison makes a great sandwich for 7.49. Really great sandwich. And if you get them on Tuesdays, it's double stamp day. And when you get eight stamps, you get a free Sammy. That sounds good. Yeah, and then it could be hot. So I only have cold food stamps. Oh, you gotta get the hot food stamps. I can't. I have a kitchen. 
Well, oh, yeah. you don't have to admit that on the radio. You know, oh. you, that's you know that's just for the radio talk. But you know, if maybe your your, your stove doesn't work. Ah. You know, maybe you're uh, you don't have a refrigerator that can plug in because your electricity is messed up. Right. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I like this way of thinking. All of the, these. Because if you get off, it opens up to so many great places. Like, um, there's this place. Uh, on Geary and Hyde. Mm-hmm. That's right around the corner from my house. It's called Los Hermanos. I'm, have you Los ever heard of it? Los Hermanos. Uh, it's, um, is it is it in it's the right next to that Domino's? It yeah, it's like it's in the um, it's in the, it's a store. Yes, 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 and it's yes. It's also a Mexican food thing. It's, right. like, it's delicious. They have great, 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 great burritos. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I yeah. love their quesadillas, and and you can like get it in different wraps, you know? So yeah, like you can yeah. get your quesadilla and a chipotle wrap, and it's incredible. Los Hermanos, 468 Geary Street. If you're in San Francisco, check it out. Tip them well. It's really good. But they accept hot foods. I, I don't have it anymore. I don't get hot food stamps anymore, but yeah, they accept hot food. Oh God, I love my food stamps. It is. And then there's this place in, um, Bay, on like Bayshore. Mm. It's, um, uh, a New Orleans style place. Ooh. It's called Queens, Louisiana, Ooh. and I. It is better than some restaurants I've been to in New Orleans. Wow. It's, yeah, not but all of them, but it's better than some that I've been to for sure. Sweet. Yeah. All the special, like weird tips. <laughs> I wanted to write a like a food st- like a like be like a food stamp food critic that's you know? a great idea like for like broke ass stewart's website oh or something oh my god that's such a good idea yeah, i thought that would be very good that's really funny you should that's a really good I idea i should pitch that to him huh you should that's really really funny yeah but now i'll feel like a fraud because i'm not on food stamps anymore oh, right I well everyone's security. a fraud come on Hey, have you heard about this new shit where Trump is all like, oh, we're not going to give them food stamps uh, on a debit card anymore. We're just going to give them a box of food. Have you heard that I shit? I haven't heard that. When is he? That, Fucking that's ridiculous. Bad. Yeah, they're, they're talking that's... about changing it so you can you don't get your um, snap card anymore. Wow. They just send you a fucking box of like... Uh, Velveeta cheese. Seriously, and... just fucking bullshit-ass food. It's like, what the fuck? But we should be able to... Everyone should have access to food. It's just so, it's just so unfair because I work really hard. I just don't make any money. I'm sorry, as an artist, I work really hard. As an, you do, too. You work incredibly hard as a stand-up comedian. You do the grinding. You go out. You're trying to make people laugh. You're writing. Your job should be monetarily valued. And in our society, it's not. And no matter how hard you work... It's the same thing. We're just, and you're a teacher, which is not a monetarily viable profession. And yet somehow you're a lesser of a person. It's not, it it makes me so angry that they say, because I've I've taken, like I went to uh, Whole Foods once and I bought some foie gras because we were going to eat it in the park. And it was just a foie gras terrine. And it was like 250 worth of foie gras. It was nothing, right? And the lady looks at me and she goes, foie gras with food stamps? Oh, I don't want to be like, fuck you, well, fucking, just because I'm poor doesn't mean I don't have good taste. Seriously. And, and for the price and the calories, it's actually a pretty smoking hot deal. Fuck that, you don't even need to justify that shit. Well, and even when, so lobster is like nine ninety nine to twelve ninety nine a pound to get them live or whatever, which is the same price as beef or anything else. Why, if you're poor, should you not have, why Why should you not have access the to whatever food you that? want? At, at Whole Foods, yeah, she was like, foie gras with food stamps? 
like that she and she gave disgusting. me I mean, she gave me that look and I was just like because at, at Whole Foods they shame you at Trader Joe's you just use it and you just tell them the machine no Whole that Foods they make you tell you beforehand they make you tell them they ha- shame you I have a story about that uh, it's so I, when I was on food stamps I go to Whole Foods and I'm you know, using my car. But I know the drill, so, and I'm, I'm not ashamed. I'm a comic. I'm not, I've, yeah, I'm I've gone for 30 minutes in front of a room full of people. It's hard to be embarrassed by shit at this point in normal life. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> like, I, I don't care. I'll loudly announce it. I don't give a fuck. I'm proud of it. Yeah, I'd rather get taxes than pay taxes. Why am I ashamed of that? You're the one paying taxes like a sucker. I'm <laughs> the one getting taxes. Anyway, <laughs> so, but, yeah, I loudly announce it. I'm like, oh, I'll be using my EBT card. <laughs> and she goes, oh, thank Thanks for telling me that. Uh, thanks for telling me that. Uh, I'm like, what? Uh, you mean some people don't tell you that? She's like, yeah, some people, uh, they get all, uh, like, uh, huffy about it. And then I'm, and I can tell that she's, you know, and these Whole Foods people, they would be on food stamps, except they had fucking got, like, their dad's money, you know? Like, they're, sure. they're fucking, like, come from rich people, you know? They're fucking, like, white people working at a grocery store, like, they, 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 it's not like Whole Foods is paying them like enough money to not be on food stamps. You know what I'm I mean? Prob- I mean, I'm sure they actually Whole Foods probably pays them, uh, probably pays them like more than minimum wage. Well, the minimum wage in the city is 15 bucks an hour, right? Anyways. So, but they probably they probably make 22 bucks an hour. But anyway, but I could sense that <laughs> she, she was, was having she entitlement like, issues. She didn't like uh, the Whole Foods stamp thing, so then I'm like, because I'll play both sides just for the sure. conversation. I don't give a shit. So uh, I go. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, they they get free food from the government and then they're gonna have an attitude about it. She goes exactly, <laughs> like she forgot that I'm using food stamps yeah, myself. She forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, people, I mean, she was like so on my side when I said People that. look at me. F- I I am a proud. Food. I think everyone should have. I think food should be. Av- I think food, healthcare, and shelter should be available to all people. No matter where, I think that we should have something in the entire world called like basic or universal, where this is what, no matter what, at least you can have this yurt. And it's like, as a human being, you get to not die from dysentery. You get to be warm and eat food. You should, there should be That's why we have a government, right? Right. To make sure that that we don't, otherwise, why do we even have, pay those fuckers? What are we paying them for? Because I I don't understand because they're not even making or doing that's the thing that makes me like is when you're actually creating something and it's just not even valued at all right it's like uh, well that's how art goes people don't value art until it's like uh, a bunch of people value it then they start paying money for it but you know it it could be great art but unless like there's a shitload of people who value it then but remember when we were little and they were like, do what you love and draw and paint and take your electives. And my parents were like, dance, take dance, be a ballerina, do whatever you like. It was all like art and piano like <laughs> and, and, and your parents weren't like that. Well, I, they, I took piano lessons, but they were also very about like, do your schoolwork, right. <laughs> go to college. Right, 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 right. But they, my parents were like, go to college and be an artist, whatever. And then all of a sudden you get out. I got out and I'm 21 with a theater degree and I'm like, I am fucking s- stupid. I'm never going to make any money with this ever. Like all of my schooling is in art. There's no point. I have an MFA in poetry. What the fuck is that good for? <laughs> Nothing. That is, I am, it's like I'm destined to be poor. It's, 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 but back in the day, like there used to be 
patrons who were like, oh, I'm in the patronage of art, and I will give you money in a room of one's own, and you I think paint. there still are some people like that. I think you can yeah. still find them. Like, just rich people who, if they believe in what you're doing, I think uh, they'd, they'd be willing to... Because I've known comics who get are floated by some rich people every once in a while, and maybe there's a sexual element to it, but... Uh, right. There's always a sexual element. Maybe, we but maybe not. I, I feel like um, sometimes it's not, even. Do, have you ever been, like, uh, harassed at a show for any reason? Have you ever oh, felt, yeah. like, I, like uh, sexually harassed by Yeah, but it's not like I was uh, like, uh, losing sleep about it. Like, oh, this yeah. uh, lady, um, <laughs> well, she told me, she's like, when you go up on stage, this is at, I think, the Syracuse or Buffalo show that it did with, on this tour. Yeah. Because when you go up on stage, I'm going to grab your ass. And I'm like, all right, so then I paint. And she's you know, this old, like, black lady. Yeah. And uh, so I made sure I, I don't walk past her yeah. when I'm going on stage because she had just told me that, you know. And uh, But when I'm coming off stage, I forgot, you oh. know. So I'm walking back to my seat, and then, yeah, she, like, grabs she- my ass. But whatever, I, mean, I took a picture with her. It was great. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. There you go. You were sexually arrested. Meet you're part of the Me Too campaign. <laughs> right on. Keep these like I have solidarity, ladies. But I've also sexually harassed. So you know. I have too. I have sexually harassed <laughs> so many both men and women. Yeah. Absolutely. I am. T- I have been. I am the worst feminist. I am a hundred percent like misogynist. I've grabbed asses. I've grabbed men's that asses, that women's makes you a asses. Misogynist though. If you grab an ass that's unwanted I don't think that makes you a misogynist I think it may be a bad drunk decision right but I don't think it, may, it means you hate women no I don't, I don't, see how I that, don't hate women I, you know yeah. I don't think just oh that's another thing I believe I don't believe in uh, getting offended on other people's behalf <gasps> thank you know you. what I mean there's uh, so yeah. many people now just get offended on other people and it's like well are you actually do yeah. you actually feel and no, right. just I know somebody who has autism. So, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, people so freak out over other people's issues. It's like it's not your. Why you get so dramatic? It's nothing to do with you. And that's the th- I, I I don't get offended by anything unless it's directly directly at me. Unless so, if somebody's talking shit directly to me. Yeah. About me, uh, you know, then I'll get offended. I don't know if that's even even call that offended, but. Yeah, you're just like stop talking shit about me to me. Yeah. Face. Yeah. Uh, but anything else, like, you know, people could say slur, curry monkey, I've heard people say. Wow. But curry it, it, it depends the, it depends the context. One. It depends yeah, the context, you know. Curry if somebody's, like, saying oh. that at me, like, they think they're better, they're, or they're, just they're joking like, around, oh, I, don't, I don't care. But and you're my little curry monkey? That's, like, a sweet, Rory, that's a term of endearment, Rory right? Rory Hensey texts me curry monkey once a week. <laughs> that's great. And I'm like, oh, glad you, you haven't drank yourself to death yet, you know. Oh, it's there good. you go. I still have his number in my thing, too. Uh, it's 3 o'clock. I know you wanted to get oh. out of here. Do you want to tell us when your uh, next show by. at um, Buck Hornets? Uh, um, is it every other? Is it going to be once a month? I think we're doing it every other Thursday. I, I told... Every other Thursday. I, I uh, make seconds. sure they get a PA for the next one because I don't want to keep dragging your PA back. Right. It's, it's kind it's, of annoying. It's a pain in the ass. Well, but the thing is, if I'm on the show and, and I can stay... I can always bring it back, and it's not right. A good deal. But that's also a pain in the ass for you. To drag it's not. It back. It's but not I think that. They're, now they're that it has the cart, the cart is easy. I think they just ordered one though. So. Okay, good. But yeah, you're you're always welcome on that show. Thank so you. that's on the 22nd, I think, is the next 22nd one. 22nd of, of February. February. Buckhorn is at right. You go to the take the Bart to the Montgomery. Come up, and it's right there on Market Street, Market and Second, right. Market and Montgomery. Right off that. Go check Bart it out. Stop. And they have really good beer. They have really good beer selection. 
and their onion rings are awesome. Their food is totally overpriced, so if you're a comic, <laughs> you, you only get um, an appetizer, which is already in the green room. Anytime you order food, you're not going to get a discount on it. Because we had a comic last time who uh, kind of pulled a dine and dash. I thought may- maybe he thought they just got the food. Oh. So I, I ended up having, you know, I invited him there and right, stuff. Sure. So I ended up covering it. I left with a $50 fucking bar tab. By the end. Yeah. So, ba- so basically, well, we can talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on Some Call Me Tim. This has been Keith D. Keith Dirty. Go check him out at... At Real Keith Dirty on... Uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Check uh, him out fucking with the MTA people. Yeah, yeah. Hilariously. Uh, and then uh, follow him on the Facebooks and see where all his shows are. He does a lot of stuff. Milk Bar, you're still then. You got all Milk Bar. I got a podcast on iTunes called Road Rage with Keith D. Road Rage. It's uh, There's six episodes. It's, it's a good podcast. Cool. Sweet. Uh, thanks for being here, Keith D. Everybody, bye. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. A shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. 
with a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to Some Call Me Tim. That was Keith Dirty. That was a lot of fun. I am going to make a commercial for uh, the Roxy, which is an amazing, amazing uh, resource, local cool resource in the mission. It is a 501c3 now. We're going to have a new partnership with them. Exciting stuff. Uh, but I'm going to record a commercial. So we're going to try this. And it's going to be interesting because I'm all by my lonesome. So I'm going to do my best. Here we go. Theater, San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com today for showtimes and tickets. How was that, everybody? How did I do? Shall we listen to it? I think we should. Maria Alberto is calling us right now. Don't know what that is about. Not answering. Uh, here we go. Let's listen to it. I think that was pretty good for a one. One take. One take. One take, Benjamin. That's what they call me. That's what they call me. One take, Benjamin. Here we go. Listening back. <laughs> that happened boo it didn't work don't save i i don't know what mistake i made i thought i had a great one and i was uh okay uh let me do that again 
dang it, it was a good first take. Well, now, well, now I've practiced. So lucky us, right? Uh, oh, okay, hold on. I'm using Oklahoma because they asked for something movie-like, and that makes sense. So here we go. Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody, how'd I do on that one? Let's listen. And the slug we belong to is Grant. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, here we go. Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. All right, that's fine with me. I'm going to fade it out at the end. And uh, yippee, yippee, skippy, everybody. Some call me Tim. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. When it's Wednesday at 2 o'clock. 
and you hear that trippy music chiming in. You think to yourself, what am I listening to? Why am I here? Am I ready to listen to... Some call me Tim? I finally timed it out like a champion. Those who listen to Some Call Me to Some Call Me Tim would know that I usually don't time that out right. I'm super excited because today, as my special guest, I have comedy business maven of Maybe. true hustle entertainment, Anthony Medina with us. Yes! Yay, that's me. Thank you so much, fam, for having me. I appreciate so it. Excited. Yeah. Maven. So, yeah, what, Maven. What, what yeah. does Maven mean? Uh, that it's someone who's um, different than the pack, thinking in a different way. Oh, wow. uh, if you're a Maven, it's like. Yeah, like a, a spawn or an originator, uh, someone who's moving in other people. Like okay, so there are com- there are people who have comedy, you know, businesses or quote unquote. They you know they produce shows and they all have different names. We know, but Maven would be the one who's like the head behind you know one of the best or most forward huh. moving progressing. Oh, thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was like like a wizard or sorcerer. Sure, or something. kind of Maven. Okay. And this is like a Roman time or like a the I wonder dark what ages? the der- derivation of Maven is from. I would have to think that it's it's not French because they don't use a lot of V and if it's a V they be voix. Not like Maven. Yeah. It's got to be more possibly Germanic or European. I don't know. I'm yeah. not Lithuania. Sure. I don't no. think that it's Latin though. I don't think that Maven comes from any Latin word. Okay. We'll Google search later. But, uh, yeah. but thank you so much, Pat, yeah, for having thanks, me. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for being here. So, Some Call Me Tim is the show where we talk about things that you believe in. Yeah, yeah. I know that uh, you believe in true hustle. And oh. the real, you're, I mean, it's been six years now that you have. It's, we're coming up on the six year anniversary of the Good Times at the Grotto. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you'll be on that show. I'm thank you so much excited. for doing it. And, like, yeah, like, uh, it, it's been pretty trippy because, like, especially with, like, these uh, yearly. Uh, you know, annual whatever of like and, just a, yeah. what's happening. You, you you think back about what's been going on, sure. And you know, you know how it is with here with Mutiny Radio and what you've been doing over the years. And it's just like, wow, there's been a lot done. There's been a lot, yeah. Yeah. So well, you've fun. got the free alcohol there at the great sports basement, which is amazing. It's always stacked with people. Uh, and you definitely figured out the whole thing with like people paying for a couch and all that reserved stuff. So smart. Yeah, yeah. If anything, uh, we do that over with the brainwash too, with the tables. Yeah, it's super so you smart. Can, like, uh, like free GA to kind of get in, and that way, just as long as I know that people come, they're gonna give because of. Right. You know, it's that whole karma effect. That's one of the things I believe in. Is a huge karma effect. So whatever you give, it's gonna come right back to you. Sure. And sure enough, it's been happening. But what? You know, this is philosophically. Why should people pay attention to comedians? Because it's the last freedom of speech. Oh. So for me, like, with all this chaos that's going on in this world, and like, what am I, What can I do and stuff? Sense. Like, this is the best that I could do. Because for me, through comedy, I was able to unlock the whole different different person. Huh. Then because of the idea that I just wanted a place to speak. Where, where, what would you be like if you'd never found comedy? What do you think you would be doing? Angry. 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 angry uh, just upset with, like, would everything that's going on. But would you still be working at the dildo? factory i mean the the sex toy thing yeah. would you what do you think where do you if you you know what was it nine years ago something, you, like that. something like that so put yourself back into that space where you right before you decided to do comedy if you would have not gotten on stage and you would have said no i'm not gonna 
go to the, did you go to comedy college? I did for like so, six months. So if you would have said that, you know, in that moment of like, you know what? No, I'm not going to spend money on this. I'm not going to do comedy college. Where do you think that if you could imagine yourself, where, what would you be? Where would you, what would you be like? And angry. We know you're angry. Yeah. I would have been lost. Like really not knowing who I was. Cause right at the time before I started to do comedy, you know, I was like living the life, you know, I was living downtown. I had a beautiful girlfriend and like, uh, I thought I was living that life. What were you, what, what were you doing for money? Uh, so that's when I was working at the vibrator company. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you get some really beautiful, uh, people coming around you when you work in the sex industry. Right. right. Uh, especially like I, I would, uh, give out vibrators to all like girlfriends and things like that. Sure. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they liked me because sure. of it and stuff. So like, I would have been, I like that attention I guess right. and that's when I was like kind of getting into it and it's just like but then uh, after like she broke up with me then I had to like kind of relook at who I was as a person huh. and uh, I like I had done comedy but then once I had, was with her I, then I was like I was about her right, right, and right, so right, like right, right. next thing you know and back then I was like when I was in relationships I would try and please the other as much as possible sure you know and I ended I didn't know at the time but like uh, I lost myself I lost yeah. who I, my own thoughts and beliefs were. Because you were so, you were so codependent with that other person that you meshed their life into yours so completely exactly. that you didn't, your, all your wants and needs were fulfilling their wants and needs. Yeah. And it was just like a, an endless road that I was never going to really like attain the things that I really wanted to. Huh. And so, uh, it was that particular moment. And I remember when I moved into my new spot and it was like, it was just trash everywhere because it was like an old basement and huh. that was the moment where I was like I hit that was my rock bottom moment wow and I remember being in but a sleepy but things weren't bag. that bad oh, yeah. I mean you had a job yeah, you had a new good. place it was you had to clean it up yeah. yeah you lost a girl but you were what 23 yeah. uh, 20 26, 20, okay, okay yeah. 26. Yeah. You're like, this is it. Yeah, no, well, exactly. my bottom. Yeah. But like, I mean, if that was your bottom, that's a pretty high bottom. That's yeah. that's nice. Yeah, if anything, that's what kind of helped me get through it initially and sure. like kind of like not get into a crazy funk. Sure. You know, because I heard these stories of people just going, and I was just like, you know what, like, how can I, what's something that I want to do? What's something that, what was the last time, I actually remember asking myself this, when was the last time you felt like yourself? Well, when did, were you running during this period? Oh yeah, heavily. You were, so heavily. you were. Yeah, I was doing like probably 16 to 18 miles during these days, because I was wow. just like, I was gone, you know? Wow. Like if I, yeah, I always kind of like connect with uh, Forrest Gump. Sure, and sure. And like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, absolutely. You know, these Mad Max, these solitude guys that like, right. it's like, you know what, like you just go and you sure. just move and then somehow the shit figures itself out. Right, right. So like, uh, I enjoyed 16 that. 16 to 18 miles, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's some serious like meditative state stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, it was just helping me sleep. Just sure. Be, I, I literally would just run till I was so tired. So that way, because I, I couldn't sleep. Like right. I was like, I was still sleeping right next to her and we were like trying to figure out like what was going to happen oh, next. Oh, wow. So you broke up, but you were still living together. Yeah. So Ooh. like, uh, yeah. Oh, so like, that's so hard. Yeah, but it only, it, it happens like, it was only for like a month because I found a place within three days. That's so good. And yeah. so like, uh, it, it happened quickly, you know? Yeah. And so at least I was out of there. 
And uh, but like uh, I remember I came back and I was like I tried to like not be around where she was. Right. Sure. And, I, and I thought she was like away, and I put on like a James Brown, a super bad. Yeah. And because when I'm in these funks, I try and get myself out. Absolutely. And one of the way I do is do music and dance. So next thing you know, I was just like dancing around, saying you can get through this and shit. Like I like, time myself, you know, reprogramming sure. myself. Absolutely. And uh, all of a sudden, I saw something in the corner move, <gasps> and I was, was like, there. she was there the entire time. Oh no. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, why did you say anything? And she was like, I thought you just like were ignoring me. And like, no, I didn't know you were here. Exactly. It, yeah. It was actually the last laugh we had. Was that particular moment? So like, uh, but like that's looking back, she was like. She got an inside view of what I was already saying within my mind. Right. You know, so I was just like, I had my day of like where I just balled out and just like, oh, what was going on? And then sure. after that, I was like, all right, get up. Let's do this again. So uh, I started moving. And then that's when I started thinking about what's the, when was the last time you felt like yourself? And it was a uh, comedy. Wow. It was comedy. And then so uh, the following Thursday, I hadn't been coming to the brainwash in, I would say like a year or year and a half. And, uh. I'm pretty sure Tony does remember. I know it's because there's so many people. But like uh, Tony came, he was like walking past me, and I was sitting on the couch, and I get up and I shake Tony's hand. Tony, uh, my name's Anthony. And I'm back, and th- that's all I said. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't say like he kind of looked at me like, okay, well, what the hell is that? But look, that was the turning point. Sure. That was the turning wow. point, and it was like now looking back and that, I was like, whoa. You didn't know what the fuck you were doing, but you didn't know, but who cares? <laughs> right, 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 right. But then you, you know, decided what you wanted to do, spent the right amount. We, you invested a lot of time. Yeah, time, and money, time, energy, yeah, all a- everything. Because right when the grotto was about to start, I just knew I was going to be spending a lot of expense, and that's when I really started the whole True Hustle entertainment mm-hmm. side. And then, uh, sure enough, like, yeah, like, some even, like, when I make a lot of money today or, like, from jobs and stuff, Besides rent and like other, like uh, I it pretty much goes right back into comedy. Sure. And you know more sound equipment, you know more lighting, whatever it right, takes right, to right. put on the show and make it look more professional. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it, it's it's weird. It's like a tidal wave. And like, but now you're like before you felt like you were just being tossed around, not knowing which way the waters go. And now you can not only feel the riffs, but even move them to your own approval. Sure. So it's like. Be water. Be water. Yeah. <laughs> you can move anywhere. You yeah. can be in any yeah. any circle or sphere. Yeah, I love it's that. It's on its own. It, it helps me with uh, a lot of the chaos that goes on. So much chaos. Yeah. Well, and it's hard because in, I mean, we're dealing, comedy is just all about, we have all these egos and everybody thinks, I mean, it's yeah. hard. It can be, I mean, it can be em- uh. emotionally difficult to navigate the ocean of comedy just because I mean I mean I have trouble with reality in my own life anyway like oh I can create my own reality but then the trouble for me becomes your reality has to touch real reality all the time and like when you become out of touch with your reality is when it starts getting things start getting wonky like when you think that your reality is one way and other people are like uh uh anyways I always have trouble like navigating that sort of I don't know my 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 place in the sphere or and then I get too involved with it and it's like you know shut the fuck up nobody's thinking about you don't worry about it like sometimes I overanalyze things in a stupid way and I'm like that's just it's just being dumb because nobody's thinking about what I'm thinking about I'm just perseverating in my own mind so it's a it's kind of a lot of it's about getting over myself yeah. being like ugh like 
please. I feel you. Right and it's there. just it's just comedy. Like when it comes down to it, like it's not brain surgery. We're not necessarily. I mean, we could be saving lives. There might be a lot of depressed comedians that oh, might yeah. have committed suicide. We are suicide. definitely saving lives. We might be saving lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We it's are. not like a you know rocket sciencey way, uh, but kinda. Yeah. It's From like a psychological esoteric. perspective, it's. Yeah. It's a lot. It's healing, yeah. Yeah, because like especially with all, yeah, like the it, the egos was the big thing. We're just like, if not someone else's or per our own, you know. And it's just like I, I was feeling you right there with the whole, yeah. Like sometimes you you, you want people to respond a certain way, and they don't, and you're just like, what is? And then that's when I yeah have to check myself and be like. You realize how much shit is going on? Sure. You know, like, it, not just within your world, but in so many worlds. And right. now we just have this one environment where all these worlds collect. Sure. So it's like, it's like its own, like, fucking, uh, the brainwash is like its own solar system. Absolutely. So it's just like you have all these crazy-ass planets colliding all the time. And, well, and there's always, I mean, the audience <laughs> lets you know, although... There was one night where I was on one of the showcases and the audience was just being hard. They just didn't like anybody. It was like everyone was working. And I, I worked so hard and they just weren't into it. And I got off stage and I was like, geez, I worked hard for that. And everybody, everybody's sets, they were all kind of like... They didn't give a fuck about who was on stage or what was going on. They just, but it was, they were just a different audience. So I never try to blame the audience, but the audience usually tells you if they want to connect with you or not. Absolutely. And and right now with everything that's going on in the world, like people are trying to connect, they're trying to disconnect. Who knows? Like why would why people go to the brainwash? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's an interesting little area, like especially like. Amongst the comedians and crackheads. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, well, what a cross-section. Yeah. We were talking today, we were trying to like um, figure out how, if we could make an example of what happened with the Louis C.K. masturbation thing, if we could put it on our own scale. And I said, what it would be is if a comedian that we knew went into the brainwash and started jacking off in the bathroom but didn't lock the door, and someone went boop, 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 and walked in and saw them jacking off, and then somehow they had someone else to close the door so you couldn't leave and then you had to watch like that was the only way we could possibly conceptualize that, yeah, like that's, dealing with like how, who knows how this shit happens around and stuff cause like that, that is one thing that is just like it's such a hot topic right now. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just like, yeah, it's coming to the light. And it's just like, but that's karma too. Yeah, but I wouldn't yeah. really, I mean, I wouldn't really care. Like, let's say there was a comedian. I don't want to say anybody because I don't want to, like, slander them in any way. But let's say comedian X, you know, is in the bathroom jacking off. They don't lock the door. I walk in. I'm going to close the door, walk out, get on stage and be like, uh, so and so's jacking off on the, you know, and like make fun of it. Yeah. I'm not going to freak out about it and be like, I feel violated because they tricked me into seeing their penis. I'm going to yeah. be like, but it's only because they don't have any power over me. All the comedians were all the same. So if it was like, I mean, it'd have to be like Robin Williams was in there or something, yeah. and he, and then he'd be like, "I'm gonna give you a special if you yeah. don't say anything." <laughs> like that's the only way that we could. Like, even, I can imagine, like, let's say I don't want to slander, but like Barry Sobel, if he did that, but he still doesn't have any power anymore. Yeah. So who even? You'd be like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" So it's it's impossible for me to conceptualize like the non-consensual sexual activity with the power move at the same time because none of us have any power yeah it's like it's one of those things where people like to abuse the power more than sure. uh, actually getting off on like I'm doing like it's just like I could get away with this you right know? and I'm just like dude like if this is your main goal 
Like, what's going to happen long term? What's the most deviant thing that you'd like, you would want to get away from? In, a, in an imagined reality, in, in our reality, but let's imagine, let's play a game. If okay. you could get away with one deviant activity without anybody caring yeah. or knowing, what would it be? So deviant meaning? Deviant meaning sort of against the realms of accepted society. So like, for example, masturbating in public uh-huh. is deviant, okay? Because you're not supposed to do that. We've all sort of agreed as people, you uh-huh. don't get to flash your dick in public without consent and you can't do it in public anyways. I guess you can if you're walking down the street I naked, guess. but you're not allowed to masturbate or you can't sit on a bench without a towel. Like uh-huh. Those are some of the rules, but nudity is okay. I guess like licking ass in public? In public? Yeah. Like, uh... So sniffing like a dog. Well, like, like uh, a, I, I've always like thought about like it'd be cool. There's like a little parlor where you could just lick ass or sort of lick sure. pussy and shit. I sure. think that would be my deviant shit, you know. So, so other people watching you. Do you that, want it in public with everyone watching you, or in a place where people can, there can be a consensual thing where they're like, yeah, I'll watch you. I, I think it'd be a little bit of both for like to see like what I would get off on. I guess. So like red light district kind of thing where there's a windowed something yeah. you get you're acting in this window in this capacity yeah i kind of and everybody's kind of everyone's okay with it interesting yeah i would like okay. to like test it out just to kind of be like yeah like i really like doing it but at the same time i shouldn't be doing this out in public sure 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 so like All right. that, that would be what or that was the thing that popped into my mind so that's that's like two sort of well i don't we don't licking butthole or pussy used yeah. to be a deviant activity yeah. now it's pretty accept, accepted um but definitely sex in public is still uh, and especially oral sex in public. That's very, that's a, that's a definite deviant thing. Interesting. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm trying to think of what my deviant thing would be. Um, I wouldn't want to masturbate in public because I'd be too embarrassed. So that's why I'm like, this whole masturbation in public thing, I'm like, it's just kind of a pathetic, losery kind of thing to do anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you think of a guy masturbating, he's kind of hunched over yeah. and he's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, like, like a little trolley weirdo. And yeah. you're like, that, how is that? Yeah. It's almost like you're emasculating yourself by doing it. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like a funny act where I'm like, <laughs> and then get out of that so bridge yeah. and, and jack it like a troll. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to think, what would my deviant activity be you know it would have to be uh probably being able to be high in public without having to hide it like so for example whenever i do acid i would never tell anybody that i'm on acid i just do it and because that's kind of like i feel like it needs to be a secret or something but if you could legitimately be like i'm fucking tripping balls and be on the bus and be like hey you know how you want to talk about Jesus or what? Just like whatever. I don't even. I just saw Jesus. That's what I thought. Of. But I think the deviant activity would be for me open hallucinogenic drug use. Yeah, I think we're getting there someday. We're Maybe. Yeah, I think in about 15, 20 years. There's some countries in Portugal. Sure. Portugal yeah, it's, all, is like, it's all legalized. Yeah. So it's like, uh, and sure enough, like, like no one's gone crazy over there. Right. 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 <laughs> Right. Like, no the, like addiction rates have dropped. Sure. You know, uh, health care is up. Yeah. You know, just because like now there's not a bunch of people sharing a needle. Right. Yes. A lot, lot less hepatitis. A yeah. uh, lot less. You go in for your hit. You go. It's like a regular doctor right. visit. It's the stigma based off like like the majority of it is the stigma.
stigma that sure. society puts on it. And it's still, that's why um, marijuana usage, it's taken a long time, and it's going to be really interesting with the legalization in 2018, the recreationalization here in California. It's weird, because years ago, my parents told me, like, because I worked for the pot industry, and they are like, you're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> you're going to get arrested, and uh, your life is going to fall apart because uh, of your love of marijuana. You're uh, two steps away from being homeless, and how, like, the stigma, like, uh, they're really stigmatized this marijuana usage and I love weed I don't understand why we've decided to demonize it excepting that we just sort of picked up societal stigma of like because the government tricked us into it. Oh yeah, you were a maven in that case. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, I'm on the. I was like, yeah. I love drugs, but I do. I love, I love marijuana. I love tinctures. I love yeah. all of it. And I, it's, it's like me embracing my love of that is what has fundamentally changed my life because I used to have to hide it. Um, and it was one of the big, one of the reasons I would, I would cite it in one of the reasons for my divorce yeah. is that my ex-husband had a DEA license and we'd go to a party oh, wow. and he'd pull me aside before, cause he was an emergency veterinarian. Yeah. So they all have doctors, all have DEA licenses too, you know, but we'd go to, he'd be like, can you not talk about weed at this party? Could you please just not talk about weed? Wow. And I was like, are you kidding? This is like, what? And I, and I always ended up talking about weed because everybody smokes weed. Like everybody loves it, but yeah. it was such a stigmatized thing for sure in that community that, you know, yeah. I was being a dick. Yeah. If anything, uh, for Christmas, I want to bring my dad, uh, I have this magazine, dope magazine. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're and, rad. Yeah. And like, uh, I picked up an issue cause uh, Vicente Fox was on it. Oh, he was cool. the former president of Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, he actually grew up in the same, uh, town or side that my dad grew up. So they knew, or he knew of him and stuff wow. like that. Uh, but he supports the legalization of marijuana here in the United States because of like the impact that it has in Mexico. Yeah. And meanwhile, my dad's old school Mexican, so he's like, "Oh, marijuana." It's, yeah. it's, I love it's it. Bad. It's bad. It's, yeah. yeah like, well, that's what like, they. Dude, it's not. It's not. Right? My parents still think it's you know terrible. Yeah. If anything, that might do? be my deviant thing is smoking at my parents' house. Like, that's, that's pretty right. deviant. <laughs> there it is. Saying, like, oh, right know? when you get the old, um, you get the the air, the freshener, not the air freshener, yeah. but you get the 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 toilet paper tube and you uh. stuff one end with the with the um, Febreze cloth yeah. or what's the thing that the, you know the snuggle fabric softener. That, oh, you take okay. the fabric softener and you stuff it yeah. into um, either a toilet paper roll or a paper towel roll and you go in the bathroom and you turn the water on and then you smoke your pot and you blow it through ah. so it comes out of the air freshener and then the water also makes it just kind of go away like it attaches the steam these are old school techniques uh. I used in college in the early 90s so that our RA wouldn't know yeah. that we were smoking pot we'd go in the bathroom close the door turn on the shower really really hot paper towel holder uh, See, fabric softener that blow. sucks that like I, as much as like how, how technical and so advanced you became you still yeah. like we're gonna do what you love yeah and then uh, but we couldn't just, smoke a yeah. joint we, and the crazy thing was we had a balcony oh. but we couldn't smoke a joint on the balcony because we were worried about it somebody smelling it yeah. and getting in trouble we could smoke cigarettes on the balcony but we couldn't smoke joints it was so weird yeah it was like and smoking a pipe we'd be afraid it was like we, we, we really we smoked inside in the bathroom it was like yeah. shh don't you know and, but this is like 92 to 96 yeah. so a couple years ago uh, we were, I was hanging out with some friends and they had like some Australian friends in town you know they were cute girls and stuff like that and like we were uh, they're like hey you, you, we want to like want to go have a smoke outside I'm like, okay I, I'm gonna go smoke something they were smoking cigarettes and then uh 
Like I was rolling it, and then at one of them said, "Oh, that smoky weed was that? That was cool in high school." And then I was like, "They went from like attractive to like and eh, yeah, just, <laughs> get the fuck out of my face." You, you went know? from a nine point yeah. seven to a four point yeah. two. Like, now your true colors come out. Right, right. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, but that was like a turning point right there for me. It was just like, you know what? It's not like they like I have to be with somebody that's like super into it, but they have to at least accept it. That'd be like, hey, this is. Yeah. It's not as bad as what you read or see on TV. Like, right. it, like back in the day, it used to make people kill. It never did. Right, no, exactly. <laughs> Reefer Madness, the yeah. whole smear campaign. Uh, yeah, no, it, was it like, worked, it worked. But it's because the government or the pharmaceutical companies don't want us having control over our own medicine. Absolutely. They don't want us to grow our own medicine. They don't yeah. want that. They want us to take pills and yeah. do these things. And it's crazy because, and I wonder what's going to happen with um, if people are going to start blaming the obesity epidemic, which already exists, there's a third of Americans, and sometimes in some states, more than a third, are obese, meaning that their BMI is 30 and above, and uh, which is bo- body mass index. We're fine. We're skinny people, but that's because whatever. But the majority, so I'm wondering if in the future they're going to be like, oh, the obesity epidemic and or places with weed and they eat too much. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, please. That's already existed, yeah. our, our weirdness. But I don't think the munchies are going to come into play. If anything, it's going to come from a financial perspective and like right. uh, being unhealthy uh, means more expensive. Well, but so, they like that because yeah, exactly. if you have diabetes, you're going to spend more in the hospital That's and you're going to buy more pills and yeah. you're going to, and it's crazy how like, Type two diabetes. How many people have it? Yeah. And children and yeah. And then all the major corporations are already set for this whole movement. And also the FDA is coming up with their own synthetic version of it, which stay oh. away from that, please. Right. Well, the Marinol, like, uh, the Marinol is very interesting. Um, years ago, I had access to Marinol, which is pharmaceutical grade THC. It's made in a lab, though. It's not yeah. real. It's a cannabinoid that's made in a lab. <laughs> And uh, it's called Marinol, and it was really strong. They're in little orange pills, and there's like a, it's like an oily liquid inside of them, and it's they're really interesting. And they make you really high for like six hours. Wow. They're really amazing. But it's like, why not just use natural extracts and cannabinoids? Why, why formulate it in a lab? Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, I don't know, but it's it's been around for a long time since. Let's see. I had a bunch of it in 2006. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see because like, we're going to see so many phases like as it becomes more like unreal. Like, well, like, one of the laws when we passed it for recreational use in California, we all decided that big business isn't allowed in for five years, which I don't uh, think was enough time. I think it should have been 10. Yeah. Because... Big business wants in. Like you said, they already have everything done. They've had it for years. Uh, Marlboro has had the packaging for marijuana cigarettes for years. And they've just been waiting for the, you know, recreationalization of it. Um, But it is five years before big business can come in. But they're already fucking the farmers by sort of redistricting zones. So what's happening up in Humboldt County and Chico and these areas is that people who have had farms for 25 years, suddenly they're saying, oh, you're not zoned for a farm. If you want to be zoned, you have to be in this area. And they're like, but we don't have that land. And what are we? So we're supposed to take our 25-year farm, sell it? and move to a different farm. It's just not feasible yeah. for people to do that. So they're kind of trying to 
fuck over the farmers a little bit. Oh, yeah. And chances are that other property is probably owned by government or sure. semi-big corporate. Right. So that way it just, hey, so it's you're more than welcome to plant. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be bringing over their product. Right. And so, like, and it's there. Like, those farmers have their thing down to the science for years, decades yeah. now. Yeah. And so, like, uh, it, and it, they've it's got so the, sad. And they've got all the packaging. They've got all the money. Yeah. And so it squeezes out the, you know, individual artisan. But then you got to think, like, it's like, you know, Gallo wine for, or Charles Shaw versus Claude Dubois or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be crappy crap. Yeah. There's always going to be, like, you know, regular shitty camel cigarettes. And then there's American spirits. And yeah. then there's going to be, you know, so it's like, will it, you know, but then there, I don't know how but, it's all going to well, work. Like, we'll see the same effect as... Uh, you know, the local breweries, oh, uh-huh. you know, craft beers, right. you know, like, yeah, there are going to be those crappy, but then so that means people are going to want a little bit more. And sure enough, like, uh, if you start growing it yourself, you learn so much. Absolutely. You know, I did my sixth season this year and, uh, it was my best and it was like, I'm having a lot more fun and I'm ready to really like, uh, start to experiment Sure. and be like, wh- what direction do I really want to go with? And the land that I got that I'm working with is good. And it's not like anything crazy, just, you know, enough for me. Sure. Just pass Absolutely. out some friends sure. and just self-sustainability. Right. You know? like, exactly. I, I don't just do it from my personal, life. I do it also in the production. So I, like, I want to be self-sustainable. Absolutely. And off of that, you just learn a lot about yourself. And I mean, it's, it's an amazing, you're growing something. It's an amazing little plant. Yeah. For and sure. you have to think about it. And it's like, a, it's not a sentient being, but you watch it grow and you pay attention to something other than yourself For and sure. you reap the benefits at the end. For sure. The more time and attention you spend on it, the more you reap the rewards at oh, the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. And you think about the soil, you think about the water, and you think about, I mean, and there's the other way of like Johnny Potseed where you just throw it in the backyard and see what happens. I mean, I like that nature god way too, yeah. where you like uh, just I'll, throw it out there and see what happens. I, I talk to them. I oh, that's great. Music, oh, you know, that's that so kind sweet. of thing. And just to kind of be like, you know, give it personality, right. you know, so that way it just feeds off my energy. And then, you know, the, the best ingredient you could give to any like any type of specimen of this planet is just love well attention yeah. attention is love I guess yeah so yeah, yeah it's a, it, like whatever you pay your attention to it, you are putting some sense of love into it sure even if it's something that you're pissed off about you're loving to hate in that moment right you know? exactly so it's like well it's it, intention yeah like, and for me, for me personally like uh, the fact that I personally can't give birth this is a great way for me to kind of uh, live that sure. little moment. Like Absolutely. obviously, I'm not going through the pains and all that stuff. But, but now there's see a lot life. of pain. There's, I mean, it's all kinds of things happen when you're growing. And it's a long. I mean, it's a longer period. It's almost like a pregnancy period, like a gestation, like a nine month sort of process with from seed and germination through drying and smoking. It's yeah. what? It's like a nine month process. Yeah. You gotta watch it grow. Mess with the lights, or yeah. you know, you gotta. You have to. Pay attention to it. Yeah, it, like it's definitely helped with patience too. Yeah. Yeah, you because know? like, uh, especially with all the shows and stuff, like, yeah, the patience has definitely helped, and it comes from me just like hanging out in the backyard and just getting lost in my own thoughts, and but still sure. be around life, right? And just be like, wow, and then also being aware of the seasons, right? You know, where you're just like, oh, okay, so this is how we're supposed to live. You know, like, right. like, Self, like this, I know shit. that self-sustainability kind of thing. It's yeah. Yeah. So it, you know what? If the end of the world happened, if it has already happened, whatever. Like, uh, hey, I, I, I just want to focus on the whole self-sustainability. Yeah, side. What if? What if it already is over? I always think about things like that. Like, what if 
because the stars are so many light years away that when we see them, they could already be burned out. So we don't even know. So everything could have already, the universe could have already imploded. It just hasn't reached us yet. Yeah. So the end already exists, but we just haven't experienced it yet. I yeah. Well, even then, even if the end has happened, that means a new beginning is happening. Because with every ending is a new beginning and vice versa. Sure. So it's just like, even if the star collapses, you know, there's like, there's supernovas that collapse and reborn are like hundreds of times. Right. They keep true. saying that the, the universe is... Expanding, and I'm like, how is it expanding? Yeah. How is it getting bigger? How is it taking up more space? Is there anything? Space exists. Is there something beyond the space? I, I, it's just too esoteric for me. If anything, uh, breathing. You know, when you're breathing, like really, like, like the the more you concentrate on the breathing, like the deeper the breaths get, and then like the more you deeper they get, the the longer the exhales are. So, and then you bring it back in again. So it's like, it's almost like a pulse in itself. Uh huh. So it's like I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the universe is like a form of consciousness that's sparking neurons all the time. Huh. So you're just like constantly getting these like electromagnetic pulses going through everywhere and it's like it, it goes out and in out and in and it's just a constant like ever expanding type of like expansion or like that's the yeah, way how it's I try crazy to feel to about well and so do you think you believe in life on other planets oh believe absolutely that, abs- that it's just too it's how the hubris of us to think that we're alone in the universe yeah if anything uh just the audacity of human species to think that we're so advanced and stuff. Right, it's right, just right. like, we don't even know how to even take care of our own planet. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, that would make sense why intelligent life has not wanted to contact us because we're not that intelligent. <laughs> I think they yeah. already did. I think that, yeah. I think that like whales and dolphins and squids, I think cephalopods are certainly from space and the ones that live super down in the depths of the ocean, which is like a vacuum, much like space. Like, why can't cephalopods live in space? Yeah. I don't know. Like, like space squid. Oh yeah, there's everything out there. I mean, why not? They could have lived in some weird thing, and they, they could have been on a ice thing that landed in our ocean and melted, and suddenly now we have. Squid. They're like, ah, oh, we were in space and we couldn't breathe, yeah. and we're down here and we can't breathe. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like see-through creatures with like ba- brains and beaks, and you know, it's like they're and proboscis yeah. tentacles. How is that? It just seems so alien to me. Oh yeah, like there's definitely. Uh, like I feel there's all different types of species all around us you right. know it's like outside of just plants and regular animals that we bred for ourselves sure so it's like uh, like there are just it, it, it comes down to like a, it's like a random ass place in the solar system where it's like it, it's a cool bar to be Earth. you know <laughs> right. you come get trash you know you get trash to play <laughs> stuff like that have a good time maybe have yeah. some love maybe have some fun whatever stuff. Play, play with a tiny dog that shouldn't exist exactly <laughs> like, so you why? just play like, but like it's like there are there is the idea of like a people who want to control and like that power struggle and it's like if you're worried about that like I personally don't know what direction you're going in but good luck uh, for me personally, like it's just like, what can I just do for my own immediate environment? But then why aren't you okay? But you, you so you say power doesn't interest you. I guess that's why True Hustle works because if you were interested in power, you I don't know it'd be kind of a dick maneuver or whatever. Like people in charge of things when they're specifically after power. 
I don't know. Uh, Do we know anybody? Like, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, I can think of like our president right now kind of seems like one of those people or, you know, the people like Harvey Weinstein, who was like use, abusing his power in different ways to, you know, yeah. it's interesting to me when people like, yeah, use and abuse their but the power. But it, you don't seem after that. So, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not. Well, if anything, it's like a. It, 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 it's funny how you say like oh, it might, I might be in a position of power of like in the comedy community here but at the same time like uh, the way how I got to it was to kind of like not think about it you know even though I have had like uh, issues in the past where it's like yeah well why am I not getting more attention you know that kind of the ego comes back in again but then after I'm able to kind of pass myself and be like, you know, I should just do what you've been focusing on. Then, And I just focus on the tasks at hand. And sure enough, like that other power, whatever you want to call it, comes in. And also my relationships are a lot stronger because I wasn't focused on that. Right. Whereas uh, that's where we got with these beings that are fucking like they want to control this shit. And it's just like, dude, like with this ever expanding universe and consciousness, you can't control him. Right, right. <laughs> like, well, it says that the thing is it that people feel, it, I mean, is, is the desire for power, is that actually a sign of weakness? Because it means that you can't fucking deal with the chaos and you have to somehow compartmentalize it and you have to control it. Absolutely. And so therefore, d- the desire for power is a weakness, even yeah. though people see it as maybe a strength. Yeah. It's like... Well, that's why their biggest like uh, weapon is fear. Right. You know, like, and when you think about fear, it's because wh- whoever's really good at fear means they've ha- experienced a lot of fear themselves. Huh. So for me, it's yeah. like, like, I'm tired of being scared. You know, I grew up in the inner city of America, saying like, Don't, you're not gonna make it past 25. You know, like I grew up in like environments where it's just like I could have gotten my ass kicked, I could have gotten shot. Right. Well, the drive-bys. I was always, you know, one of my weird dreams is or thoughts is that just a stray bullet just kind of randomly yeah. goes through my apartment and kills me. And it's like, it, it, it was someone shot a gun into an air, into the air, yeah. or they, it was a drive-by and they missed. Yeah. But that kind of or the wrong house, and you, you know, and it's that fear of stories of like South Central where uh, there's just drive-bys every night and all you hear is gunfire and small children yeah. could be sleeping in bed and just a stray bullet goes pow, like that fear. Yeah. Based on how many shots are fired compared to how many hit, uh, a lot of the people in South Central are horrible shots. <laughs> <laughs> they miss everything, you know? Right. But every once in a while there will be, you know, like, and even then, like people say, oh, wrong time, wrong place. Uh, chances are they had a family member connected to gangs. So it's like, as much as wrong time the, the fact that they are so there's like a lot more factors that go but into even just, culturally Hispanic people like to shoot guns in the air for yeah. celebration and when you shoot a gun in the air that has an actual bullet like shooting a blank for the noise or whatever but when you shoot an actual bullet it goes up right and then it comes down and it reaches terminal velocity so it starts coming down and it starts going 9.8 meters per second squared and you could just be walking around and a bullet could just come straight down and it could kill you yeah yeah if anything uh, we went, random, we though. went shopping one time we came we came back and there was a hole and like a, there was a bullet like that came through uh, at my it was my brother's room at the time. Whoa. Or like my, I know it was my room or something. I forget what. So but like, scary. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like, but like 
there was no one around, you know? Like, right. So as much like, yeah, you could think about it, but the if you think about percentage-wise and how, like, much space and, like, the, the sure. amount it's, of bullets that are going on. It's a needle in a haystack. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, know, yeah. You, like, you could probably get bitten by a shark, too. Right, exactly. Know? Well, it's the same thing as the, I remember the beginning of the... There was, I used to watch Six Feet Under religiously, and there was the beginning of one of them where the person's just gardening in their backyard, and from a plane, they discharged the poop or whatever, yeah. and it hit them, and it killed them. Like, it came down so fast <laughs> that it yeah, was like they shit. got killed by the poop that was wow. let out by a plane that went down in the wrong place and just went... That's funny. And, yeah, like, and, and those stories happen. You know, there's yeah, something along those one lines. in a million, but it yeah, happened. exactly. It's that but that's one the story. fear. That's the... You know, suddenly they've implanted that in me. The thing that they've been trying to scare me with now, they, whatever, I finally started watching that American Horror Story-like series, and it's awful. There is so much rape and so much sexual deviance in it, and just the with Lady Gaga and stuff. It's just, it is so extreme. It's like, is this where we are now? Like, this is how we have to, this is what's horrifying to us. It is so far out there that I'm like how is this even who's even thinking of this I can't even this is supposed to scare I'm like this is how we scare people now it's so extreme it's like you have to slice everybody's throat with your fingernail and drink their blood and then yeah. fuck their dead body like really on FX I, I mean it's crazy to me oh yeah it's like um, it, it's all programming at the end of the day so just watch what you program yourself with right you know that's why I like it's kind of funny how that place is called brainwash right you know cause like I, I like to think that we're brainwashing people into being like hey like there's some real live shit going on you know right. and right. it's like these are real people's fears these are real people's stories so it's like I, I like to believe that hearing seeing that happen is a way more intense both positively and negatively sure you know and like uh, but at the same time it helps to connect you're brave enough to reality. get up there yeah and the There's fact that like uh, right it's like talking to people is America's number one fear that's so sad that's so funny to me that yeah. that's people's fear yeah it's, wow it's so sad at the same time though like uh, I think it's a way to uh, control people's uh, voices Sure. You know, just to, like that way. If no one are wants scared, to hear what I have to say. Exactly. Right. So then, next thing you know, we get stuck in our own little minds, which we always will be. We're all gonna die alone. Like you know, so right. it's just like a matter of like how you want to die by yourself. Sure. And it's just like you know, like how funny that we live our it, lives thinking we have purpose. That and then, <laughs> it, it, but if you're not able to speak, how would you even know what it is for for yourself? Right. So that's the part where I highly suggest people, yeah, try it, see what it feels. You don't have to. Uh, oh shit. Yes, yes,
we need is an iPhone. All we need is an iPhone. Hey, everybody. Uh, if you are listening to Mutiny Radio, you just turned into Some Call Me Tim. Today's going to be a little bit different on Some Call Me Tim. Uh, my guest, I don't believe, is arriving today because I just... Anyways, let's get to the point. I have these amazing raps that... Uh, it's called Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. Uh, I am Hot Dirty P, Pam Benjamin, and the Sheriff is the Sheriff of Truth, Latoya Sharif Wynn. And we together made this whole grouping of songs. I'm going to play them all for you today. It's our album. They are all political. They were all one-offs. We did them live on the spot during the AltaCast. And we're trying to put them together in a way to get them out to more listeners. So... Thanks for listening to Some Call Me Tim, but today we are going to listen to the new hot album, still not out. We're going to drop it soon. Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. This was our first song, Susan Olsen. Uh, Trump support, I, I think Trump supporters are funny to me, really. I don't think we should take them off the air all the time. Okay, hold on, I'm going to, this is a, this is a rap, rap background. We're going to rap to it. <laughs> we'll get a little bit beat. See, let me get my big boy pants on and really take you on. What a snake in the grass. You are, you lying piece of shit. What? Too cowardly to confront. 